Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 286. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi, Ross Ross, Jedi J. Welcome back, kids. Session 25 of 30 Podcasts in 30 Days. Part 2 of my conversation with Sam Noir and Marvin Law. I hope you enjoyed the first chunk, because here's the second chunk. Please enjoy Okay, so how comes you? You're living in Toronto. Yeah. So you are raised one of them Toronto kids. Pretty much, Which yeah. is kind of rare. Most people have moved in there for whatever reason, but it's rare to meet a kid who grew up like, you know, basically like a genuine Degrassi kid who grew yeah. up on the streets of Toronto. Yeah, I, I, my neighborhood is easy because it's like within the 10, 15 and walk, there's my elementary school, my junior high school, and my high school all within a 10, 15 minute walk from my house. That's amazing. So, yeah, so it was always around that area. And back then, East York was very... Because it was back before the whole GTA thing, because East York was because there's its own borough. Right, it's right, own section of Toronto. Right. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, so I, that's where I grew up. Well, oh, we didn't call years. them that. What did we call them, though? Yeah. We didn't call them boroughs. We called well, East them... York was considered borough. I don't know if they have like, different well, sections. Well, Scarborough, <laughs> North York, uh, Etobicoke, they were all different sections yeah. or districts. Yeah, yeah to, they oh, weren't considered yeah. part of the city, city until Toronto, the mega city. The mega city. I'm trying to remember. We had a name for them. Warts? Maybe. Maybe. No, we had a cooler name, I think. Because I remember we didn't call them boroughs. Because it's a New York thing, five the five boroughs in New York. Yeah, it's like old York and everything. Ah, whatever. So, uh, your dad raising you is is martial arts a choice? Does he wait till you're old enough to choose? Does he start uh, kind of getting you into disciplines as a kid? How's your childhood working out? It's not. I wouldn't call it a choice. It's more like at some point you're told, okay, we're gonna do this. Right. And, and then again, like whether I wanted to or not, it was, it was gonna. But is happen. that like what two, three, six? Eight? Uh seven, seven okay. years old. Seven right. years old, and you start they, they help you start memorizing the whole basic first stance. Well, that's not super early. Like no. I was saying to you earlier, my son's six, and yeah. right now is when I'm thinking of getting him. Well, yeah, that's because stuff. it's usually yeah. like because well, at a certain point, it's kids' attention spans are very limited. Right. So they're trying to get them to stand still and actually learn the repetitive martial arts technique in the. It's a little hard. Once you get seven, usually six, seven is usually a good sweet spot because they start to develop muscle memory. Right, right. It's like then you're you're willing to actually take the time. They're a little more patient. Yeah, was he teaching other people at the same time? Uh, He was teaching it casually. They weren't very like oh like always the time. But then when he had the flower store. He actually had when I was about twelve. He actually had a back section of the store. No, with way. the wooden. Uh, no, it was wooden. It's food. It's in Chinatown, Dundas, and like Dundas before before um, Beverly before Beverly. Oh, right in the heart of. It was the heart Chinatown. of Chinatown. So this Old back, Chinatown. Is the back room of the flower store had a giant space that's almost as big as a store that he could teach martial arts in. That's with a wooden practice. No, the wooden, no, no, the wooden dummy. Oh yeah, the wooden dummy. I hate that thing. Is that a name? <laughs> that thing was no, that it's just the, it's called the wooden dummy. 
thing thing because if you hit it wrong, if you catch it the wrong way, it hit the wrist. It hurts like nothing oh, else. Sure. Well, you but use it, it to build up your forearms. Bone, the, as well. yeah, the bone density and the strength, the tendons. Yeah, but it helps to teach you technique to not to hit the wrong spot to block with it. Right, right. But yeah, no, that's that's that, that's later on. Start doing all these other like, internal energy exercises with a whole group of people like. Some of those poses are like horrendous yoga poses. And you're like, like, now, do you look on this back on this as maybe most kids would? Like, it's tough. It's something sometimes you love to do, something you didn't have to do. Or was it like time well spent with your father? Is it like a fatherly memory? Uh, it's it's initially as a kid growing up, like I was I wasn't too happy about it because because I didn't like I didn't have a choice. I wasn't that interested back then. Right. But as I got older, I appreciated it more because. You look back and like all the things you, you, you learned is like, okay, things I, I didn't understand or didn't know or didn't appreciate at the time. Right. And it's like, now you look back and looking back as I got older, it's like, okay, I'm actually getting into the whole idea of the martial arts idea. Like, sounds really cool. Right. And, well, you still spar with your friends these days, right? Uh, sometimes, yeah. We sometimes goof around. We do some things in an MMA gym and right do on. horrible things to make each other scream and yell <laughs> out and just like tap out. We need to have an Aaron Broverman jiu-jitsu versus Marvin Locke kung fu battle. <laughs> Are you kidding? We can sell tickets and shit. There you go. We'll have it at the Cameron house he'll, he'll in the back be, room. He'll beat me in like five seconds. <laughs> the one thing uh, uh, I've noticed, it... it uh, you are very good at choreographing a fight scene in the comics page. No, that's because I love action movies. I love like I watched like, as a kid. But you up. know, but in terms of in terms of knowing how to fight as well, you no, personally. Well, that's, uh, like I said, there's this thing about like, I always like talk about. I was always like comment where people ask. Uh, I remember that is uh, they asked Jackie Chan if you had a choice between choreographing your own fight scene or having Samuel choreograph it. What would you choose? And Jackie Chan will say, "I want Samuel to do it." Because Samuel has the most natural abilities to see, like, they have their own style of choreography, but for some odd reason, Samuel just knows that cinematic sweet spot where to put right. the camera. But Jackie's capture. also not necessarily fight choreography. It is, but there's so much more to it. With more the opera, the, the opera training. Yeah, that's yeah. where that yeah, comes yeah. Yeah. from with so, him. Right? Everyone we were talking about the other day, my friend and I were saying, like, who would win her fight, Jackie Chan or Samo? I looked at him funny, like, going, is that even a question? Like, Samo, every five right. days a week. Yes. Because right. I, I always remind well, him, he like, ruled, uh, Samo was the, the Daigo, the big brother yeah. of their opera group. Like, he was yeah. the oldest and the biggest, and they all looked up to him. Because I always said that, like, if the first guy you see Bruce fighting in Enter the Dragon is Samo. That's the first guy. Samo hung? Samo was the oh, first yeah. guy in Enter the Dragon. Like, you see Bruce... He's a lot crucifix. tinier than then, yeah. I guess. Eh? This is like okay. seventy five, I guess, right. around there. So because he's a big man. Samuel yeah. and Jackie yeah. were on that set. I know Jackie was in the do, headlock, do you, wasn't he? Or? Do you know the deal yeah. story of how Jackie's joined the, the Bruce Lee stunt team? Not how he joined it. No, no. the story is always the, the legendary story that gets told a lot is the fact that Bruce Lee's stunt team was actually on the second floor story of a, of the building. So they're saying they're like, oh, there, Jackie walks in, and he wants to, he wants to get a job with the stunt team. But I'm like, what do you, what can you do? So Jackie doesn't say anything. Goes okay. Well, he goes points to the window, jumps out the window, the second floor store of the window, lands on his like land, tumbles, lands on his feet. They all they all look out the window like okay, he's in. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you're he's like you're you're insane and you you know how to take a fall, so you're in done. Right on. So it's uh, you're young. You're like six, seven, eight. You're learning kung fu. Mm -hmm. It's the '80s. It's the best time of our lives. Uh, you were a big wrestling kid, yeah. 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 So when does the art come into play? Oh, the art actually is actually thanks to my two older, well, my my oldest cousin actually. He's um he's actually eight years old. Did I ask you already? Are you only child? Do you have any brothers? Uh, I have a sister. I have a younger okay. sister, three okay. years younger than me. Okay. But yeah, so uh, I had an older cousin, eight years older than me, Gary, and. Uh, 
huge fanatical comic book collector back in the day. Like he is, he has the complete John Byrne Claremont run of X Men. All these wow. other things, like so. Being I was eight, I was at those. I was being hanging out at their place, and then I think to get me out from touching his his comic book collection with like grubby hands, because <laughs> right. like he's like Astrid, he has Astrid free bags, the backboard, and everything. Like, Actually, sure. I remember you telling this yeah. story on Speech Bubble. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, looked yeah. to make sure I didn't touch his comic books. He's like, "Why don't we sit over here and draw?" Right, and that's right. and then I was drawing a little bit as a kid, and then that got me to like, oh, learning to story tell. Like, Tachi tells story. He like goes, "What do you want to draw?" I'm like going. I want to draw a story of the Hulk in the airport. I'm like going, right. he's like going, all right then, let's go with this. Right, right. So the like Hulk's like wrecking planes and stuff nice. like that. Like, you know, this is crazy. This, I'm like, and that was essentially it. I got bit, the, the bug bit me and my, okay. my chagrin. So that spreads into too many things for me to keep straight. So okay. let's try and let's straighten out your yeah. insane life. Because <laughs> okay. I know, so you worked with a lot of guys in the community mm-hmm. way back in the day, but you're not that old, right? So, uh, when you were... Okay, because there was the publishing company that you started with. What were they called? Bright Anvil Studios. Say again? Bright Anvil Studios. Bright Anvil Studios. This is right. So, you're how old when this starts, and how do you get involved? I am... When I first meet them, I'm 19. Uh, I just finished my first year at OCAD. And uh, I'm at a con, actually. I'm actually one of those early conventions, or the early Toronto comic shows, actually, at the Hilton Hotel in University. Okay. It, that, and then I think it's run by Paradise at that point. I think Doug was talking yeah. about Doug and I were talking about the old days. Right. And it's almost based in the basement conference room areas. And then I'm walking around the show. I'm just chilling out. Trying to, it's, actually, it's actually my first comic con I've ever gone to. Wow. And I'm talking. I'm sitting there talking, and one of the guys behind the table ends up being Jay Torres. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about comic books, and he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" I was like, I, "I draw a little bit." Showed him my sketchbook, and he's like, "Oh, that's interesting stuff." So, so he goes, he brings it over to the studio director Logan Lubera, and then he looks at it. and goes, "Okay, you got some potential, kid. You should." Well, they tell me where to go. The studio, the old Bright Anvil Studio, used to be on four twenty five Queen Street West, on the corner of Spadina and Queen. Wow, right so, there. Yeah, eh? so that back then the studio was. That's a bumping spot back then. Dude. Oh yeah, back yeah, then, right by right down hit. the street from Queen from Silver Snail, the old Silver right, Snail location. Right. So, yeah, yeah. was this around the same time Jay Torres was doing his Oni stuff then? This is before that. I think oh, this, okay. I, think, I don't know if it's before. So but days like Monster this Fighters. Did you see why people started earlier back then? Do you guys? Like I was nineteen. This, I, like, I, yeah, I, that's yo. We don't well, know any nineteen. Well, that was the image era as well, where every nineteen or twenty year old was. Well, like here's the story. But back then, I I ran the studio when I first got in the studio. Francis Manipal was there, and he was their he was originally their co-op kid, and he was like 16, 17 years old. He was the golden child back then. Right. And he was you see, I have some of his old photocopies of his old pages in my he house. Must have been so young. He was really young, and he, and he was his, even back then. You look at some of his pictures, like going, God damn it, you're so freaking talented already. Right, like, right, right. And now he's like, it's a like completely over the moon as well. Like, but yeah, like back then the studio, like we were back then. Steve McNiven was there. Kalman Andrasovsky was there. Uh, Jay Torres was there. Francis. See, you're uh, right Alex, now. You're Alex in... Chung, the, you... Valentine Delandro. That's an, it's an amazing lineup. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's your city it's there. It's a of the Toronto scene. Yeah, for, yeah. but still, a lot of guys who are now who's who, but still aren't like vets yet, you'd call them. Mm-hmm. Do you know Real what I young mean? young guys, like, yeah. They're all still like... Very young, early in the In game, their you know? 30s. It still hits me. When I saw at Niagara Falls Comic Con, mm-hmm. Francis and... Uh, Francis and... Marcus? Marcus were yeah. there. 
And I remember I'm sitting with Gibson on the other side, Gibson Quarter, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking to myself, like, they still, they're still so young. Yeah. Like, those two guys, like, still look like babies. Like, yeah. I know that they've got that youthful... The aging blood. They have the body right? aging, aging blood. Right, for sure. But it's still amazing to me yeah. that, you know, because some of these kids, like, even Faybach, Faybach mm-hmm. ain't that old, and now he's on top of the world. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to And from the hat vets. guys... To, to right. the current generation, the from the hat guys They're were all young and teenagers just who a couple of years ago. Who would that involved, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, who, who uh, runs from the hat? Uh, who started uh, all that? Paris. Paris. Janoy. Right. Jamal. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're all, all they're all in, mostly in Marvel now, right? Yeah, yeah, most of them. And if, if they're not, has they're, Paris done anything? Yeah, oh yeah, he's Marvel. Done, yet? I don't think he's done. Anything. He's, I don't know. Is he color? He's he's colored. Well, they stuff. all work together. Is they all, they, yeah, they all they're all uber talented. It's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So you're there. You're in these early days. Mm-hmm. You're there helping out people grow, and you know, no, being I'm, I'm actually their... I'm actually learning at that point. I'm actually there. They they sat me down. Right, but I'm saying like I know you're learning, but you're part of this team. You're part of this group that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was part of the group. Actually, no. they they because my like. What are you just their bitch at this time? Because or? I'm the I'm the newbie, right? I'm the newbie. <laughs> like anything, like you get into the new like any dojo or anything like that, you're the low low rung of the bottom okay. totem pole. Right. So, to even back then, like they would like, I had to earn their respect by getting better because there's some things like when I first got in there, they're like. Well, you know how to draw, but you don't know how to draw comic books yet. By the point, I didn't understand what they meant by that. Right, right, right. So it's their mindset, and then and it was a learning environment. Oh, it was That's a learning the environment. They because you have people like looking over your shoulder. Like you, if you want to ask somebody, you just walk up and ask them. Like going, what do you? What needs to fix? What do I have to fix here? Right. And that's the best thing about the environment. Like it has great energy, and it allows you to get. That's a shortcut, but it's really show you. Oh, you see this? How you do this arm here? If you did like this. That would fix this problem right. where it's funny and weird. Right. And we're like, so if you sit in for fifteen hours sitting in a short sketchbook, going like, what the hell? Why does it not look right? Do you think Anvil could almost be considered a bit of a precursor to Raid? I wouldn't be so because back then there's, there was like some lines that there are some there's well, Raid was there. already in existence. Were they right? No, With Raid was. Chip? I don't think well, no, Raid was, Kagan, way, Raid was way after. What, oh, when did Chip Kagan and uh, Whorehouse? And, and the, 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 there was even before Raid was Whorehouse. Oh, okay. With Calvin, there's a whorehouse of Carl okay. Kershaw. 